0: Hello and welcome to the Lead Talks podcast. We aim to build a generation of young leaders who follow Christ and will transform their workplace by their very lives that echo purpose, integrity and excellence. I hope you will be encouraged and challenged by this week's talk.
1: Um, the next speaker for this session. Well, um a completely different speaker, right? So uh, I got a chance to visit uh, him at his field in the work. Uh, and I realized what phenomenal job is uh, is being done every single day. For those of you who do not know, Edgar Jones Paul joined the Indian Airlines in Chennai in 1980 and voluntarily retired in 2003 in order to build a public charitable trust named Little Drops. Since its inception, Little Drops has had the honor of rescuing and rehabilitating over 9,000 abandoned elderly people from the streets. Phenomenal work, phenomenal person. Such an honor to have Mr. Edgar Jones here. And just a few words. So we met uncle during lunch and uncle was like, I'm feeling so nervous. I'm feeling so stressed. When I come on stage, can I look at the screen and talk? It will be a little easier for me. So guys, let's encourage Uncle and give him our full attention. And Uncle, we got your back fully, Uncle. So all yours. Normally, it's wife who wants support from the husband. But uh, I'm a very loving husband. So I called my wife over to support me this afternoon. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I've never been in a situation like this, and the only time I've spoken is uh, when I've had to raise funds for little drops. It's always a small crowd, 20, 30 people at best. So today, in the course of this talk, if I uh, seek donations, uh, please pardon me, because it comes as a matter of habit. <laughs> and to tell you about uh, my life, I was born in a Christian family I uh, a very happy family at that, we were seven of us children, uh, but suddenly tragedy struck, uh, I lost my father. And a happy family became, a family plunged into sorrow, pain, I remember my mother on her knees sobbing, crying, didn't know how to bring up the seven children, and uh, she was lost. We were all around her, helpless. The youngest daughter was in LKG. The eldest son was in 11th standard. And my mother didn't know where to go, who to ask help for. And we led life, meaningless, helpless. Relatives stopped visiting us. Friends uh, didn't, didn't find it purposeful to visit us. I used to walk to school. Finance was a big issue. I used to walk to school five kilometers and come back walking five kilometers without lunch, hungry. I used to be very angry, like one of the speakers said a little while ago, very angry with God. What hurt most was the disparity. I studied in a school with a lot of rich children. They came in cars. Their fathers were somebody. And uh, I here I was with uh, very often uh, shorts without buttons, uh, the flap tucked and the uh, shirt had to be it's with, with safety pins because it used to have so many torn patches. Life went on and I finished my schooling. I did fairly well in school uh, but I couldn't go to college because the, uh, the requirement was a job because uh, mommy had to feed seven of us. And uh, I remember her uh, serving us, it mostly used to be kanji. In, in the, yesterday, the game that we had, uh, one question was, what's your favorite food? I had to confess it was kanji. And uh, I still love it today, and mommy would have barely anything to eat. So life went on, and I joined a polytechnic, and at the polytechnic, uh, one of my friends, close friends, forced me into EU camp. I went there very reluctantly, but something beautiful happened. The speaker, uh, Mr. Raja Tyagaraj, I don't know how many of you know him, he gave a call, an altar call, I accepted Christ. And suddenly, this life which looked hopeless, or just carrying on the day-to-day mundane. Duty, uh, and suddenly uh, things looked up, and I had a purpose. And uh, the days I didn't know Christ, I used to ask God, number of questions. One one question was, why me? Why 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 was I born? Another question, which is which I'll never forget, is, what is my worth after all? Lonely, walking most of the time, no food. What is the purpose? Well, how much am I worth? And I'm sure many of you here have asked that question in a crisis, what is my worth? And uh, I found the answer, and I, I gave my life to Christ. And he said, you can stand in the gap. And I gave my life to Christ, and that's how we started uh, Little Drops uh, in 1991, along with a childhood friend of mine, his name is Alvaraj Pawas, from a middle class family, is the finest Christian I met. I met him in 78, and we are friends now, 44 years. Uh, you must meet him. He's uh, mother Teresa of modern, modern times. He can sit with uh, a bedridden. Man who can hardly speak for us, he can, he can clean them up, he can dress the wound with maggots, and he'll perfectly be at peace. And uh, so the journey began in 1991. We started out with a prayer like all of us do. And this prayer, we sent out quite a few invitations, and we realized only very few people were going to make it. And so what happened was uh, finally seven or eight of us, the grass was just barely cleaned up to uh, have the prayer. And uh, the prayer started and we, I think it lasted for about half an you know, hour. We wound up, didn't know what next. Then Boaz came forward, my co-founder, he came forward to donate a small piece of land, about 1,000, 800 square feet, today the value is about a crore. He came forward, he's from a middle class family, and he said, uh, we can use it for the home. And we put up the first building uh, in 1993. Uh, It was extremely difficult. I used to go after night duty. Uh, I incidentally forgot. I got married in between (laughs) to my uh, uh, wife and, uh, I joined, we, we met at the airport. We were working together and uh, we we met at the airport and uh, we got married. And so after night duty, I used to go on my spark. It's a 50cc vehicle to different offices, collect small, small amounts. I used to ask for bricks, for cement, for steel rods, and doing it even today. And uh, uh, that's how the home came about. We took three inmates in 1993. And uh, from then we not look back. Uh, what we're going to show you could be very, very disturbing, uh, but that's the truth uh, of uh, uh, that we should know. I don't know how many of you had an opportunity to go to old age homes or destitute homes. Uh, it's uh, it's sometimes very, very painful. We spend sleepless nights because of the rescue we do, and um, we had the pleasure of uh, rescuing people from very same situation, and people like who are about to commit suicide or about to uh, suffer accidents. And this lady, uh, as you can see, didn't have enough power, so she found herself um, in a concrete pipe. And uh, this lady, we do not know how, but she seems to have suffered acid injury, I don't know whether she poured it on herself or somebody poured, she didn't live very long. She died in about three days. And mentally ill women, we would have all seen them. Scenes like this are very common. And uh, people with diabetic food, these are some of the reasons why they're discarded. They're thrown out and uh, they just wait for death on the road. The lady on the right with uh, a red uh, uh, 90, It was unbelievable the sight when we picked her up in front of KMC hospital. She had finished her amputation of the right leg because of diabetes, and there was no attendant with her. So she was thrown out of the hospital. We rescued her, and she lived on for about three months. And this is uh, some of the projects to help from different people, friends and well-wishers. Uh, we, uh, this after we uh, started homes like this, we went on to have other projects for the physically challenged, for the mentally challenged. And uh, another project, which is very dear to us, the family rehab, Uh, this started because there's one widow who came with a little child, asking for help. And we turned her away saying that, uh, ours is the old age home, we can't do it. Two days later, we got the news that she committed suicide, jumping to the well. So that's when we started this family rehab unit. And uh, these uh, women, uh, who are depending on the education, uh, are given employment. We open a bank account and put uh, salary into the banks. And the children are sent to the school, which we subsequently started. We have about 1,000 children from very, very poor backgrounds. So a lot of emphasis, my wife has to be given credit along with one Mrs. Elizabeth George, uh, who's the founder. And uh, they together uh, uh, have been doing voluntary work. And uh, Manipur, uh, as you all know, is a state-bordering Myanmar. It's in uh, Northeast. Uh, It's in a district called Chandil, uh, which was uh, said to be the most remote uh, district uh, in the country couple of years ago. So this work started, and uh, if you all have a chance, if you've gone there, I think Colonel should know. Northeast is the most pitiable uh, states, uh, the states of Northeast. Uh, no roads, a uh, lot of drug addicts, militancy issues, like Colonel said, and uh, the problems are unbelievable. Hardly uh, drinking water is uh, something we have to walk five, six kilometers. And, uh, and apart from that, uh, education is also not so great. So we started to do this home, and today we have about 50 children studying. And Africa is uh, something maybe you all are surprised. Uh, what happened was when I was <coughs> young, uh, I used to read stories about uh, African drought and uh, famine and uh, uh, all the malnourished children. Those pictures haunted me. And so I made a commitment when I was young that somehow I must go and work in Africa. Uh, But that never happened uh, because by then we had children. So that was playing on my mind as I felt guilty. And so we, uh, along with our friends, 10 or 12, we were entitled to free tickets because we worked at the airport. We took our children along and went to Africa. And uh, uh, we happened to meet a Christian family there uh, we came back uh, uh, again, uh, uh, troubled. So some of us sold our gold, our land, and uh, that's how this, uh, uh, we sent the money to Mr. Selvaraj, who's the uh, person who's managing this home. So we sent him, and he made a beautiful home. Today, there are 23 children. We're working hard. Uh, Corona stopped the work, and we're not able to, Increase the strength. God willing, we will do it in the coming years.
0: If you are enjoying this podcast and are inspired, make sure you subscribe to the Leap Talks podcast to receive inspirational talks every week.
1: Trash and Treasure is a unit uh, which we had to start because with the number of NGOs approaching, fundraising uh, was an issue. So we we uh, we are not, as you can see no appeal whatsoever. So fundraising is like very difficult. So we started this unit where we would pick up things like unused in homes, carry out minor repairs, and maybe some s- stitching, and put it out for sale. And this, in fact, uh, we have four units like this. This helps us in a way, a big way to meet the medical expenditure. And the purpose of uh, uh, is something we uh, we always keep in mind, uh, to make Jesus call was to make us fishes of men, and I always tell Jesus called me to make fishes of helpless men, and God's been true. And I want to introduce uh, some of the people we met in the course of this work, uh, people who came seeking help, but have become uh, a pillar. And one such person is Raja. He was uh, hospitalized for nearly one year. He fell into the well uh, while uh, digging from about 20 feet. He broke his spine. He couldn't walk after that. You can see he's on his crutches. And he got well. And a little later, Deepa came in. She used to graze cows in Madurai. And uh, she came in because of poverty. You can see the polio legs he has. And uh, we got them both married, because they met each other in the home. And they happened to take care of the shelter in Kharilor, where there are 40 elders. And uh, we, we, as I said, address uh, needs of uh, deserted women. Uh, women. So this uh, lady is uh, somebody who came to us with a little son. Husband is a drunkard, so uh, he, she had to be supported. So she uh, you'll be surprised, uh, managing the shelter in, near Sveparamutu. It's got 50 <laughs> uh, uh, elders. And I must tell you, uh, one of the persons who supported us Um, Mr. Rajshik is here. Thanks to his help, he made a beautiful dormitory. 50 of them are taken care of by her. And Deepa, somebody, uh, again, physically challenged, who came to us for help. She uh, cannot, she's in a wheelchair, and uh, as you can see, uh, she can't even crawl. She has to move on her hands and legs together. So it's a very pathetic sight, but she takes care of a hard shelter, which has got 48 disabled people. Anandi, uh, you can't make out, but she's physically challenged. She takes care of the entire HR and admin and all the government regulations. And uh, Jabba and Daya are another couple. Uh, who uh, Jabba, in fact, is a nurse, but uh, she's had a very sad life. Uh, she coordinates the entire treatment for the thousand people uh, available to medicines, a test, the hospitalization. Uh, everything is taken care of by her. And the funeral is conducted by her husband, Daya. And uh, they've done thousands of it. Purushottam is my, my assistant. He's physically challenged. He came to me on a tricycle asking for a job, and we didn't have any vacancy. And uh, so I couldn't send him back. So I said, you can come for 100 rupees a day. He joined us about 10, 12 years back. And today, all the income and expenditure is handled by him. And the seat in the back is mine. So, uh, and I'm not good at the computers. He's very good. So all the proposals for whatever it is, buildings or wheelchairs, uh, he's the one who helps me uh, make the proposal. And Ramesh uh, is now our trustee. He is uh, one of our first staff. Uh, He lives in a hut. Uh, He used to live in a hut, a leaking roof. We visited him. And uh, he's rescued more than 100 people. So when, when one of our trustees uh, was assigned, we, uh, we called them to be a trustee. And uh, like uh, all of us know, the things of this world don't need uh, powerful things. We need only weak people, and God has been good to us. And uh, we, have, we are now a family of more than 1,000 people in 10 locations. And uh, like somebody said, we're <clears throat> looking for the day when we'll be in heaven singing praises to him. Integrity is something that uh, is very, uh, something very close to our heart. Uh, we be very careful in what we do uh, because we believe uh, we are accountable to God and to men. Uh, we don't uh, uh, provide and uh, give bribes. Uh, we uh, we don't, uh, in fact, uh, none of our government papers have got through bribes. So you know what happens when you don't bribe We don't uh, get it done, and there's a lot of harassment, threats, but with God's grace, we sustain it. Transparency everything is open, and if you can walk into our office anytime, open the book, go to the dorms, check on whatever's going to be open 24 7. Uh, Consistency we had not turned away a single person uh, till date, except for the corona days when government brought in the regulations, and we tried to. uh, make sure that every person is accommodated, even if it's not something that we do. And equality is again something we are very, very proud of. We sit with the elders. Uh, we uh, at least one meal. We make sure we have with our residents uh, because uh, that's one area we are very, very. Uh, that's very important to us. And uh, excellence, uh, m- nothing much to speak of. Thirty years. Uh, more than uh, uh, 10,000 admissions, uh, we still feel uh, we have not touched the tip of the iceberg. And um, we, uh, we long uh, to, to uh, reach out to more people. And uh, we, we, we don't uh, have, uh, we defile a lot of uh, management uh, teaching, like we don't have a corpus fund or, a, or annual budget. Uh, or uh, you know we, we we don't have a PR exercise, so we we just depend on the Lord, and the Lord has been good has been providing all our needs, and um, so I was asking you a question about the value that you put on your lives. Everyone finds a value for themselves depending on the families they grew up in, or the education got, or the wealth they inherited. But I want to tell you, friends, uh, your true value and uh, your true worth is nothing less than Jesus' life. Nothing less than Jesus' life. So I want to close with uh, one story. Uh, I think I'm very close. I don't know if it can take one minute longer. It's a story about uh, a physically challenged boy, Arun. He used to go to different homes to beg and make a living. So this, here's a gentleman who used to give him 10 rupees and then later made it five and then made it two rupees. So one day, Arul mustered courage to ask him why uh, his giving of of the arms was reduced. And uh, the gentleman told him, when I was single, I could give you 10 rupees. Later on, I got married. It it had to become five. And now, I have a child, so I can only give you two rupees. So friends, there's a world uh, that's waiting. As we build, as we try to build a beautiful future for ourselves, our own empires, uh, this a world that's still empty, longing for one meal, longing to rest like the lady in a concrete pipe, we have a responsibility. We live in such a beautiful country with all the democratic values, and it's our responsibility to take care of our fellow citizens. So wherever God has placed you, Please include them in your celebration, in your in your uh, festivals. Whatever you do, let life be complete with uh, uh, with us sharing what we have. And I'm telling you, after so many years, I'm 64. Uh, we are such a happy uh, person. I wouldn't trade this with all the challenges, the police issues, and the people elders who run away from our home and the fights. I wouldn't exchange this. Uh, to be a king like somebody said so god bless and you I like to invite you uh, to our shelter uh, you could uh, volunteer with us you please pray for us and uh, uh, you can you can write to us and give us uh, your feedback of once you visited us and thank you so much There's one song I don't know if you have the time to play the song the song is sung by the children of manipur where uh, it's it's a place where there are 22 hour power cuts, and uh, uh, they live in uh, extremely difficult conditions. They send the send the song to me some time ago, and I, uh, I when I'm broke and when I'm down, I listen to the song. It really peps me up. Uh, if you if you have the time, we can play the song. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much, Paul, Uncle. A round of applause for Uncle. And and I'll request Pravesh and Rebecca to hand over the memento. And it rightly says, the Good Samaritan. I get reminded when. I get reminded when Paul says, no, I was among you with weakness and trembling and uncle may appear like that but look at the work that's done behind the scenes and auntie, what a pillar of support.
0: Thanks for listening to the Lead Talks podcast. For more resources from Lead Talks, visit our YouTube channel and our website www.leadtalks.org. I look forward to connecting with you and hope you will join me again on the next podcast.